printing objects in 3D? Fantastic! What can be printed? And what kind of ink is used? Are there limitations on shape or size? I don't know, but I suspect that whatever limitations there may be today will be gone tomorrow. And it looks like almost anything can be used for ink, liquid or solid or anywhere in between. In this episode, 2221, Bill and John Johnston, the CG Bros, will be telling us when they answer the commonly asked question, how is CGI used in 3D printing? On the CG Bros, CG Insider Podcast. Welcome to the CG Insider Podcast. And if this is your first time to the podcast, a special welcome to you. If you're a regular listener, and you should be by now, it's great to see you again. In today's episode of the CG Insider, we'll be answering another great question submitted to our Ask Us Anything page at thecgbrows.com by James D. from Orlando, Florida. And James asks, how is CGI used in 3D printing? By the end of our discussion, we uh, will guarantee you'll know more about how CGI is used in 3D printing than most of your friends or your money back. And you'll learn some interesting things about the technology of 3D printing from where it got a toehold and how it's evolved over the last couple decades. Yes, and be sure to stay till the end of the podcast uh, today because we'll be showing you some cool examples of some of the things that most people don't know are being created uh, using 3D printing technology. We'll also be reading some of your comments that you've been so kind uh, to leave us. I'm Bill Johnston, uh, the red-shirted host of your uh, podcast today. And I'm Sean Johnston, the blue-shirted host, the other. And together, we are known world over as the CG Bros. Um, So, bro, this is an area that most people don't necessarily associate with computer graphics. And uh, thanks again for your insightful question, James. Um, What do you think, Sean? Well, I, I... I would assist, I would actually associate it with computer graphics because how else would you do 3D, 3D printing? It's, it's done on a computer and you, you're usually feeding in something on your computer that's, that's a graphically CGI and, and you print it. So that's, that's what I would think. <laughs> well, that's true. You know, I think one of the reasons that, well, a lot of, I've talked to a couple of people about it. And one of the reasons that they haven't heard of 3D printing necessarily is because uh, of what it's used mostly for, I think. And, um, and that's by use another, by another name, it's called added, additive manufacturing, but we'll talk a little bit more about that, uh, in a bit, but, um, you're actually right. If it's, if it's 3d and it's printing, you would think that maybe it has something to do with computers and, and, and you'd be right. Uh, but what exactly does it have to do with computers anyway? Um, and that's what we'll go ahead and start talking about, I guess. Uh, you know, well, it, uh, Go ahead. I was going to say just a little bit of quick background. It's been around for a while. I mean, you know, in you know, relation to uh, well, today's today's uh, every, everybody's so savvy, and you see three D printed things, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's always been here. Well, no, it's actually even though it's been theorized back in the '70s, the actual printing didn't really start printing three uh, uh, D until the 1980s. Um, and most of that was just industrial 3D printers, um, and they were they were large, very large. So now today, like I said, people are are um, so used to it. It's like oh gosh, it's like the iPad, right? Everybody has yeah, one yeah. now. That's true, and I think the the first you're mentioning, you know, where did it get it started? I think the very first 3D printed object of I, I could be mistaken, but I think it was an I a printed eye cup, an eye wash cup, uh, or something like that, uh, printed in early uh, in the early 80s. Um, oh, that's but, interesting. Yeah, and, and I think you know the adoption of three D printing has really, you know, today uh, become you know mainstream, and, and it's mostly used uh, in the manufacturing, uh, you know, processes somewhere. Uh, 
for a lot of products that we use today and we don't really even know about it. And you said, you know, we're also sophisticated and you think, well, I'll just, you know, we see ads for 3D printers, you know, on YouTube and, and, and elsewhere. Uh, and people even now have 3D printers in their homes. So, I mean, you can actually have a 3D printer sitting here on your desktop and you can, you know, print out, you know, design something in, in your software and, you know, export it out into the proper file format, which uh, you know, we, we'll, we'll cover here in a little bit. And you can just print your your object uh, out, and you know, depending on the material you want to print it out on, but uh, you know, right here on your desktop, it's it's pretty pretty cool. You know, what's interesting is, in 1984, there was three French engineers. I won't pronounce try and pronounce their French names because I'm not great at that. But they actually filed a patent for um, stereolithography process, which is what printed today. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of uh, printers use, and uh, they were. Um, they're actually going to be pioneering that, and unfortunately, they they abandoned their patent soon after they filed it because the, they had, I guess, they were citing lack of business perspective, and I guess uh, they're probably going to be, uh, they're probably kicking themselves now, going, gosh darn it, look at all the different ways you can print today. I mean, I think the process that I was looking up just recently, I didn't know this, but there's like a half a dozen different ways you can print things in 3D. Uh, it's crazy. I, I'm, you know, comp- yes. And be, before we get too far, you know, maybe we should just, you know, what what is a three D, what, what is a three D print? What is what is it? What what is it? What what is 3D printing anyway? I mean, you know, we all take it for granted. You know, we know what it is. What is three D printing? Well, I mean, it's, it's it's instead of using computer aided design or CAD um, or CNC machines that um, you would use normally to to manufacture parts, you can just actually print it just like you would a normal printer. Um, some actually just kind of layer it layer by layer on top of uh, one another. And you, you know, after you have the object in the, in 3d, let's say uh, I won't give away the, the formats, but some of the formats you can find online right now with 3d printed um, uh, layouts like STL format, you can pretty much just download those and print them on your 3d printer today. Uh, so it's just all, it's very similar to what a normal printer would do, um, laying the ink on the paper, but this actually does it in three dimensions. So it's, it's yeah. actually doing that, uh, layer by layer. That's typically so what you would see today. So you actually, it's, it's, a, it's the creation of actually a solid 3d object. Um, yeah, you it's can called touch. printing because mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's coming out of a nozzle and it follows a path, some kind of path, right. uh, on the surface and, and, uh, it just ba- basically lays down layer by layer, uh, your right. model until, until it, basically prints in 3D right. the, a solid object. It could be either um, manufactured using a powder. A lot of times they use powders um, in various uh, you know forms like uh, aluminum and stainless steel and things like that, but and, and plastics. And then there's also other ones, some types of composites. And then there's also liquid where they can print with right within the liquid as well. Yeah, some kind of resins that they. Yeah, that's all. There's. It really depends on you know what what it is it is you're trying to create. You know, if you're trying to create and the size. You know, there's there's a lot of variables. You know, what it is you're trying to create. You know, what the what it's the resolution that you're gonna you know trying to to print it at. Uh, you know what, you know how 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 uh you know how accurate does it have to be to to the original you know model that you've got because a lot of different you know different methods of doing three D printing are you know have different levels of accuracy. Or different, you know, quality levels, you know, right? Or or can only print certain materials, like you said. There's, you know, not all printers can print metal, and that's and metal printers are a relatively new uh, thing to be coming onto the market. Uh, I mean, as far as the mainstream is concerned, I mean, they've, like you said, they've been around now for decades, and a lot of aerospace uh, 
companies and and uh, use and defense de departments and defense defense affiliated uh, companies use have been using uh, metal printing uh, for some of these really high end stuff and we'll show you some of that here a little bit later later on. The uh, the format I was talking about earlier, um, which is really common on online, is is STL and that's basically a file format. Um, native to stereolithography. And so CAD systems software use those. It's kind of standard language that uh, it uses and can translate into many software packages around um, that you can you can get and uh, use. And so that's 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 pretty much the standard format. And then like you mentioned, the metal uh, that they're they're um, they're using today with a I guess direct metal laser sintering uh, mm -hmm. to be exact, DMLS process where they use metal powders and they heat those to a high enough temperature to fuse those together and create a solid 3D part like you were saying. Yes, and they've also got, I mean, some of the, the, the more advanced, uh, and like, I, like we just said, it depends on the application and what it is exactly you need to build, but you know, sometimes you need directed uh, energy deposition, which is basically, you know, laying down molten steel uh, uh, as it, or, or, or and, and welding it as it goes uh, with lasers. It's, it's just a just a fantastic thing. I'll show you an example of that uh, here as we go. But, you know, so basically 3D printing works by starting, like you said, with a, with a digital file. Uh, and it could be it, uh, it. It's basically a model and it has to be a closed model. It can't be an open model. It can't be any whole, you know. It has to be closed surfaces uh, in order to be to be printed. It's interesting uh, you say that because a lot of the printed things that I see are like wires. Oh, you mean on the inside? Well, yeah. When when it's done, it's like for example, um, you would have uh, let's say you wanted to print, which is crazy, mm -hmm. kind of crazy, clothes. <laughs> they actually have printing. Mm -hmm. You can print three D print clothes. They're I guess when you mean clothes, you mean not necessarily like a, like a mesh, like if it came out in, in almost like a mesh form, almost like a, like a, a knight's mesh uh, outfit where you have the holes, the chains, mm -hmm. um, you wouldn't call that. You're talking about the actual 3D part of it um, is a solid surface in 3D. So it can have, it has three, three sides to it. Or Yeah, exactly. It has to have a, maybe a closed volume. Basically. Yeah, closed volume. That's what I mean. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's pretty amazing stuff. I mean, uh, you, you know, you, and you can model if you're, you know, you can get your model from anywhere. You can, if you're a modeler, you can use any any standard modeling package. Uh, will will work uh, as long as you can, uh, you know, create a, a closed model. Um, and uh, you know, there's uh, other, you know, you'd actually export that that model out into another. You know, usually it comes with your with your 3D printer. Uh, you'd export that into the software into the 3D printer, and it would check check to make sure that it's uh, a valid file and, and uh, do, maybe even do a conversion for you into the proper file format. But basically, you know, at the end, it, it converts it into what's called G-code. Uh, and um, that's the, the that's the language that the printer understands. And, and that's that's how your stuff is printed. And a lot of those things, Sean, when you said they're printed and they have a lot of a lot of that, you know, pe people look at and uh, at 3D printed objects and there's a support structure. You know, there ha something has to support the weight of the print itself. And so there's a there's a there's a there's a, a lattice structure that's printed underneath, you know, open areas and stuff like that to just kind of hold the object up as it's being printed too. So yeah, well, that's uh, it's usually on like what the, what I would not I would call almost like looking at like a stage or a platform mm -hmm. where it actually starts building it on top of itself. Um, and then if you're using powders, it's really interesting to see that process. I can show that in a little bit how it's the powder. It's actually um, almost lasering it through on top of the powder as it's as it's growing, and it's it's fascinating to see how it's even it's fascinating to me that we could even come up with those ideas that using 
either ultraviolet light or lasers or whatever to 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 build something it just it's so science fiction to me well you know what's nice about that's actually right and the the cool thing about that is it's 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 you know and what makes it kind of counterintuitive you know as to you know what we're used to and that we've all grown up as far as you know processes of creating things is is this is an additive process which means it's you know like we said it's it layer it, it, it builds it up from nothing as a you know conventional manufacturing in ways that we've used you know through in the past basically have used what are called subtractive methods where you know you to get the shape you want you you cut material away from a solid block or something like that you know 3d printing is is the opposite of that where you you're you're adding only what you need as opposed to you know just how much waste there is uh, you know, Correct. material yeah. and, and other things, you know, when you do it the traditional way. Yes. And there's also um, the different things you can print, which is I thought was really interesting. Just just some of the uses that, that it's used for in the medical industries and in dental prosthetics. Uh, you can also uh, in, in bioprinting or bio, biotech mm-hmm. um, printing you know, things for the body, um, houses and bridges and cars and car parts and boats. So I mean, yeah, there's I mean, so many things that are exploding today. And like you were, you were saying, the, 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 uh, the lack of waste is, is really appealing to a lot of companies too, because the amount of manufacturing, um, um, let's say, you know, uh, Parts and uh, all the yeah, things. We were talking all the about Tesla to, the other day. I mean, what's how that? Many, we were talking about just Tesla and how how their their cars use eighty percent less parts. Right. And and so that's why why they're able to you know have such a nice profit margin on each vehicle is and not only that I mean one of the coolest things about three D printing is that it you you can you know well for one thing it, it it like I mentioned it frees us from you know those traditional constraints of manufacturing things because you know you're not limited to being restricted by the tools that you that you're using I mean you've got this new tool that's additive as opposed to subtractive um, and you know there are some things that you just can't make using conventionally uh, uh, conventional methods uh, um, and so um, yes process, and the 3d process is, is, is the savior to that yes and you could also you a lot of times you'll need to have a tool made to make the parts you want so a tool to make tools and to make parts so a lot of times you won't have that and so if you have the 3d printer and you could print it right there that's the without tool. having a yeah. tool you know what i mean what that that is the tool. The printer is the tool. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and another thing is, is uh, you know, with that's that's really cool about three D printing is is you print the thing assembled. You know, you don't have to print all those parts. We're talking about fewer parts. It's, well, not only is it fewer parts, but the parts that you have that you do print, you can actually print a lot of those things assembled. So you don't have to have people sitting there assembling all the parts that that you used to have. You know. Well, check this video out here if you can pin me quickly. Mm-hmm. I'll, I want to show you this. This is something that could not be manufactured by a normal CNC machine. This this particular part, don't know what it's for, but it's it's pretty impressive. Um, all the internal workings is it's all printed at one time. Yeah, the uh, pipes within pipes w- without any welding, Sean. Without and and you know what the the reliability factor of these parts is incredible too. I mean, they not only are they lighter. They're stronger. They perform better. They have longer lifespans. I mean, and you, and look at this. They're printing pipes within pipes. You couldn't even make that. No. Uh, using conventional uh, manufacturing techniques. And so we're, we're, as a matter of fact, this technology is, is used uh, in, in some of the, the more advanced, uh, 
uh, jet engine. This is actually for a jet engine nozzle, I believe. Is it? Um, okay. I didn't, but, I didn't uh, realize what that was, but they use stainless steel powder to, to this, to do this actual print here. And like you said that I think Australia is one of the first, there's a company in Australia that made the first, um, all, all basically printed parts, um, a jet engine. You're right. And now they've got, you know, um, the military and, and, uh, they've got a bunch of, uh, uh, companies are working with, it's a lot of top secret stuff, like you said, for, um, uh, internal, you know, uh, military hardware and, 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 and probably new technologies for spacecraft and things like that. Yes. And some of the new kind of technologies, and depending on the method you use, a lot of it, you know, requires post-processing. Uh, but some of these higher end machines, you can actually print out, I mean, exactly what you need. You don't have to machine the part afterwards. And here's a machine, here's a, here's an engine part that was actually 3D printed, uh, which is uh, an amazing thing. And the cool thing about th 3D printing these kind of things is you can iterate quickly on them. It, it, it's, it allows you to, to uh, prototype fast, prototype mm -hmm. faster and even, even manufacture faster because you know, you're not, I mean, here you got machines and, and like you said, machines that build machines, right? Right. Um, tools to build tools. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's basically, you know, you eliminate that whole production uh, line with, with the, the 3d printing. You don't have to have any of these robots. You don't have to have production lines. You can print one-offs or you can print, print multiple, uh, multiple times. It, it, it's, it's basically, uh, you know, you don't need, you need any of that infrastructure. And the, the really ultra cool thing about it is, is not only does it save uh, time, I mean, just think about, you know, trucking parts around the country on, on, and semi, semi trailers, you right. know, I mean, and delivering parts and, and shipping parts. And, you know, if you could just print on the spot, all you'd really need would be the raw materials. Right. Send, send me that file and I'll print it here. And depending on which, which kind of printer you have, right. Exactly. Yeah, hopefully, as long as you have the right material, you're good to go. And I'm just think about the savings. I mean, if you can print, you know, something that you need on on site. I mean, forget you no know, delivery charges, no, no nothing. You just print what you need. Just because all you need is the 3D uh, data file. Yes, and you know, there's like you're saying, there's no, there's no um, molting or melting things to to make things. Uh, I I think. I think it's really interesting. You can cut production time, like you said, um, very, very quickly. And there's, there's some printing that uh, for components will take, uh, instead of things that'll take like three months, you can do it in six days with these uh, large format uh, metal printers. It's uh, pretty, pretty impressive stuff. I, I didn't realize how much it had progressed over the last 10 years. Yes, and it's really breaking into the consumer market uh, with, with like I said, the desktop uh, machines. And they're, they're very cool. I mean, you can make some very, you know, basically, you know, print small little doodads. And, and the, the cool, cool thing about it is you can, you can it's a good starter, this, these desktop stuff. But, but the problem with those is that the print area isn't very big. So you're really limited as to the size of your stage uh, that you can print. So you're, the things you can print are actually going to be very small. So, uh, you know, but you can go, you, know, you can print large things uh, with larger printers, or you can actually break your file up into small sub-segments and print each one, you know, and then assemble it afterwards uh, into its, you know. Yes, component. and some of, the, some of the wonderful things about it is, you know, f you know, printing food or printing prosthetics, or if you can pin me, let me show you this one. This is one of my, my favorite. This is, this is a, a printed arm, prosthetic arm, and those can be, a lot of times, be really expensive. They can be into the $80,000 range. But this particular printed, this particular company does um, printed um, uh, prosthetics, and it's about eight thousand dollars. And if you're looking right here, they you can actually scan your own. Let's say if you had one limb that's missing, this particular person in this video had lost in a car accident. 
they scanned her her left hand that was still around and um and and basically down to the thing, fingernail level and then they prototyped uh, by printing out her uh mm-hmm. in about 3 weeks she got her arm and um fitted specifically for her for her body and it and it matched her other hand they used a, i believe an HP 3D printer um which actually has like 450,000 different skin tones you can use so they can match it up really really uh, really, really well to your arm and skin tone. Yeah, pretty soon they'll just be able to do that in 3D print. Just, you know, they'll, they'll, when they do the scan of the other arm, it'll already, you know, take an image of the of the color tone and, and just reproduce that in the, in the print. Right, faster and faster. But then what, if you get a tan, then you have to get your, oh, yeah. your, your, your summer <laughs> arm and your winter arm. Yeah, that's pretty funny. So there's some, there's some other great things that you can do with 3D printing. You can printing. Opinion. Oh, there you go. Thank you. Uh, it, one of them is... Uh, is confectionery. There's there's a lot of fun. Well, uh, figurines, I should say. I've got confectionery coming up. These are figurines. These people were 3D scanned and and then printed uh, using 3D printers. And uh, you can see that their their color, you know, not only their 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 shape, their dimensions are, are captured, but the their actual uh, the the color tone uh, and how cool materials. So, I think that's really yeah. neat to do that on your cake. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you can do your dog or you can do your family. You can do it in various sizes at different scales and. They're highly detailed, and it just depends on the level, the, the detail of the, the scan. And you walk into a room and, and in a booth, and they scan you, and then they they print you print you right out. All the colors right. of, of the clothing is, is yeah, there as cool, well. You know, pretty cool keepsake. You know, to, to have around, have on your desk. You know, your grandfather, your father, or something like that, or your grandmother, maybe even. Wow, very impressive. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can even uh, you can even do uh, uh, some candy. Uh, you can put some uh, <laughs> food. Chocolate, stuff, so. yum. Yeah, you can print chocolate. I mean, well, you know, it's really funny. Um, th- there's so many different things that you can uh, print with uh, uh, stuff, but food is one of the one of the big ones that 3D printers are actually being used for today. Uh, it's you know most mostly for artificial meat products, though. Uh, all, you know, like alt steaks and stuff like that. And I think I I may have uh, sh- show you a little bit. Oh, here's some. Oh, this is still. Oh, there's some meat. There's some meat. There, the steak. There's That's the bizarre. Egg. You're printing out the meat and the fat, and you can even print a pizza, which is showing here. It's That's pretty, really pretty weird. Stuff. And they fry it up, you know. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's kind of kind of amazing stuff. Um, I like the chocolates. Strange new world, you know. It is. Uh, well, let me show you some of the other things. This particular thing, if you can pin me quickly, also is uh, the the shoes. So manufacturing clothing and fashion and jewelry and things like that. This particular person takes recycled bottles. And he started his own company in New York, I believe it is. No, Pennsylvania. And started his own printing of uh, shoes, um, basically the soles that are a flexible sole for the shoe. And I, I'm not crazy about the design of it. Uh, it's very interesting. Uh, I guess he's doing okay. Uh, but this is, this is kind of an, an idea that he had when he was young. Um, yeah, I mean, 3D printing is used for footwear and, and furniture. I've seen it used for furniture and eyewear, actually, as well. But I think the most impressive for me... Is this one here? If you want to pin me, keep keep me pinned real quick. Yeah, you're pinned. This one right here is probably my most impressive one. Was the supercar by Divergent Microfactories? Uh, I believe they're in California. This is all printed. This whole thing, not the wheels, obviously, but the the majority of this car is printed. And they have it's a supercar, so it's super fast and it's super expensive. It's about two million dollars. Um, so I'll be going to get a couple of these as soon as I can. The um, the interesting part about this also is. The, the manufacturing process. It's almost like if you look at the engine, when this car, it was at Top Gear, they showed this particular vehicle. Um, 
it, it almost looks like the internal workings of a skeleton inside, the, t- the almost tissue if you look at some of the engine parts. Really, really neat. Amazing. Well, you know, if you can't buy your own 3D printer and you don't feel like, a, you know, mucking around with with the settings and, break, you know, whatever, servos and stuff that's, that you have to mech with when you've got a 3D printer, um, you can always... Uh, Upload it to a 3D printing service. And there's several out there. You know, just search them on the internet. Uh, Shapeways is a good one that I've used uh, in the past. Uh, I Materialize uh, has some really great reviews as well. You just upload your file and pick your material, and, and they print it and send it to you. So it's a, it's a pretty nice way to go. It's a little on the pricier side, but, you know, they even have design. They don't even have models that you can choose from pre pre uh, you know, pre-modeled stuff that you can you can buy and, and print as well. So would you, would you say it's safe to say that um, all... 3D printing is based on CGI. I would say it's safe to say that. Uh, you know, it's not it's not as apparent as as it might be, but but it is. Yeah, without CGI, there would be no 3D printing. I know. And then even if you'd say, hey, I want to I want to go ahead and, and draw draw something in in the computer or draw something on a piece of paper, scan it. It's scanning it in the computer. Even if you're going to use AI to make something in 3D, it's always going to be that way. Yes. Well, yeah. I guess we got to wrap it up. Gee, that went fast. Um, we'll have to have another, a second part of this one. Yes. Now, before we head out I, uh, to the mailbag, I'd just like to say you can go to your local UPS store. As, uh, some A lot of the UPS stores are beginning to expand their services uh, to include 3D printing, too. So uh, keep that in mind. Wow. Hey, you have any idea how much it costs? You know, I didn't get the rates because uh, I don't use them. But it's a kind of a new thing. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be pricey at the beginning. But, uh, you know, the more it becomes mainstream, the less it will cost. And uh, everyone's going to have one at their house anyway. So yeah, right. uh, before too long. <laughs> well, let's go to the mailbag. This, uh, this, is, uh, this is actually a testimonial. This is from uh, Marco Tundini. He's a senior compositor. And he says, the CG Bros channel has been an essential has been essential to the launch of my career as a digital compositor. Sean and Bill immensely helped uh, me get my reel some visibility, and that ultimately led me to land a job at MPC, Moving Pictures Company, or Corporation, Moving Picture Company. And uh, for that, I could uh, never be thankful enough. And uh, we really appreciate you letting us know, Marco. Uh, we really, we really uh, love having uh, amazing artists around the world that uh, want to put their reels up on our channel and uh, you're one of them. Yeah. And that's not the first time we've heard that. And we really appreciate uh, you letting us know about that, uh, Marco. Uh, This comment is from Eva and she says, uh, the CG bros uh, promoted my video, which was then seen by many big studios. And I received some incredible job. Oh, well, here we go. Incredible job offers and would like to thank you guys for publishing my work. Uh, There you go. It's not the first time. And, and, you know, that's, 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 Often the case, and so we're we're proud to be able to, to to help out in that way, and that's kind of why we why we're why we're around. Why we formed the channel to begin with yeah. was this is just this is just icing on the cake, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, this last one is from P. Fritz, and says uh, this is this must have been from our our miniatures uh, podcast, right? I absolutely love miniatures mixed with CGI, like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I agree. the The amount of uh, miniatures that they use in there is is actually kind of striking. I didn't realize there was that much, but it's they they mixed it so well together you can't tell. Yeah, and since you don't see that too often, it's you look at it and you go, "That's not CG." What? It, oh, it looks different. What is that? You know, is it real? It's yeah. I like it. I like the hybrid uh, versions. Well, thanks again for being part of our podcast today, and we want to know. We want you to know that uh, we do them just for you. We really had fun answering James' question and his question about how is CGI used in three D printing. 
We hope that you enjoyed our conversation, had a little bit of fun, and learned something uh, you didn't know along the way. If you did, please help us out by sharing it with some of your friends, as well as click on that like button because it really helps our channel out by helping YouTube to find other people just like you who are interested in CGI and VFX-related stuff also. Yes, and by the way, if you've got a subject that you'd like us to discuss on our podcast, let us know. Uh, just go to our website, thecgbros.com, and to the About Us tab, and over to the Ask Us Anything drop-down, uh, just like James did. It's that easy. Uh, we're always looking to improve our podcast as well, so uh, we'd like to know what you think. Uh, please leave us a comment below, and if you do, with no guarantee, uh, we might even read it uh, during one of our future podcasts. Uh, just in case you didn't know, we bring you a new cutting-edge edition of the CG Insider right here every week where we discuss things having to do with, obviously, computer graphics, CGI animation, digital VFX, as well as other related and interesting topics. Also, be sure to check out the CG Bros YouTube channel for your front row seat for some amazing state-of-the-art CGI short films, entertainment, and VFX breakdowns by some of the most talented new media producers and VFX studios out there today. Um, so check it out. Definitely, definitely. And we're looking forward to seeing you here again next week. Uh, for our podcast, where we'll be answering another great fan question. Uh, how do I create an avatar of myself? You know, that's I, something we don't know anything about. We don't. We've never even heard about that. No. <laughs> We're looking forward to seeing you next week. Bye-bye. Well, that's it for today. We sure hope you've enjoyed the CG Bros answer to the question, how is CGI used in 3D printing? Thanks for being with us. If you watched us on YouTube and you enjoyed the experience, please give us a thumbs up. Be sure to leave a comment too, because we might share it on a future podcast and give you a personal shout out by name. Also, please share the video with your friends on social media. If you're not yet following us on our channel, please hit the subscribe button. Subscribing is free and ring the bell so you'll be notified when we post our next podcast. If you're listening to us on our audio-only version, please leave a comment. Oh, and uh, don't forget to tell all your friends that they too can enjoy the audio-only version on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible.com, Samsung Podcast, and Stitcher. If you're listening to us on Spotify, you can share the podcast to Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr with the share link. That's the circle with the three dots in it. Here's a free bonus. If you'd like even more insider information delivered right to your inbox, subscribe to our free CG Insider monthly newsletter. Go to our website, thecgbros.com, and sign up. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. And be sure not to miss the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, how do I create an avatar of myself? This has been episode 2221 of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. See you next time.